0: Welcome to another edition of We Wanna Talk About It Now. And today with Steven Sosa, we are going to be going over our top 100 basketball players of all times, positions 30 to 21. Steven, how have things been going for you the last three months since I last talked to you?
1: Uh pretty good. Pretty good. good. Um I I'm you know making some positive changes
0: and stuff. So good. Uh, we're under a little bit of a time constraint today anyone that's listening to this because I was uh fired from my job so I no longer have Zoom access that allows me to to record these longer it's like those little things you don't realize matter but um here we are so uh recapping just like we're at position or at I guess, position number 30 um from where we're at and I think Stephen I want to go first and then we'll just uh Let's do like a snake order draft. So I'll go first right now and then you do your 30 and then your 29 and then I'll do my 29 and then 28. Does that make sense? Okay. All righty. So my number 30 person that's still playing the game of basketball, who has never won an NBA championship, the Thunder Down Under himself. I don't know why I call him that. He just seems like someone who has like a huge booty. Chris Paul, the six foot phenom himself. One of the few NBA players that is older than me that is still playing. He's really, really good, though. I think there's a couple of things that went negatively his way. A lot of what-ifs. He just got Kevin Durant, so maybe he's going to be able to get that championship. He was on that Rockets team where he got injured, and they ended up not making it to the finals. Not necessarily because of him, but because of the Rockets' terrible shooting outing. I think this is going to be one of those careers that is going to be remembered like over time less and less. Even less so than like Carl Malone and John Stockton because Carl Malone and John Stockton lost to the greatest player of all time. Greatest player of maybe top three player of all time in Michael Jordan, whereas Chris Paul has just never even made it to the finals. But I love him. I love the way he plays. I miss that type of point guard, the court general who just, the way that I have honestly tried to model my game after, where it's just putting people in the best situations possible, not just in basketball, but also in life. Um, so that's my number 30, Chris Paul.
1: And I think I think everybody who appreciates uh, a pass-first true point guard type player, they all love Chris Paul. So um, my number 30...
0: Is Alan Iverson nice? That was my number 36. Represent, yeah. So I've got
1: Alan Iverson, number 30. Um, we've talked about him a lot on here, so uh, you know, he was one of the most talented players that ever played in the league for sure. Um, and uh, once won a high school uh, state championship for uh, in Virginia for both football and basketball in the same year, so he was a great uh, athlete.
0: I think I think too. Like anyone who wins an MVP, I mean, there's only been I mean, this is the 76th season of the NBA. Anyone who wins MVP should automatically make this list, right? Probably, yeah. I mean, especially since there's a hundred of them, and like, I, I like. Well, but uh, I mean, I don't think there's I a think... single person either of you have on our list that maybe David Collins of the Boston Celtics. Let me check that really quick. Okay, there's the one, David Cowens. I think that's the only one that I haven't heard us talk about. Everyone else is either going to be talked about or has been talked about.
1: Yeah, it's a pretty safe bet. So,
0: you yeah. know. Oh, did I have D Rose? Oh my gosh, did you have D Rose at any point? Uh, I think I, I have. I think I sad. have. Yeah, uh, man, I I only started keeping track of yours starting at spot 50, so apologies. All right, who's your number 29? Okay, my
1: 29 is Ray Allen. Wow.
0: When you when you did this, were you doing it like rank order style? Like like the, I think he is the 29th best basketball player of all time.
1: No, I I tried to be as uh um uh, uh objective as I could. But uh, I, you know, it's hard, is all it, I'm really, is. Say. it really is. It really is. It's 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 hard, is all I'm gonna say.
0: Yeah, I mean, I had Ray Allen, he's at spot 60, but yeah, tr- like it was essentially I, if I was going to do this exercise again, I think what I would do is just list out every and every NBA player that I can think of. Uh, Just like off the top of my head, because if you can think of someone off the top of your head, that's probably a pretty good indicator of some level of greatness at some point. And then start removing, like, just start like, all right, this person versus all of the rest of them. Are are they better? All right. Yep. You're better than that. Um, Yeah. It's been a really fun exercise, though. Anything. What do you want to say about Ray?
1: Uh, Ray Allen had one of the prettiest jump shots ever. I. Loved watching him shoot just because his his shot just looks so perfect, you know.
0: And uh, fast. Most important yeah, part. I, uh
1: very much, very much like Clay Thompson's uh shot.
0: Do you think there's a stat out there? I think Ray Allen is the fastest shooter of all time, in my opinion. Like I whenever whenever I'm playing pickup hoops, my goal. I don't do a great job of this, but if somebody's passing it to me and hits me right where like my normal shooting motion starts, I try to shoot it like him, but just like boom! Oh, perfect! Thank you, bada bing! And uh, man, so fast. Yeah,
1: he uh, he was an amazing, amazing shooter. Um, Great at moving without the ball. Uh, had a little athleticism, uh, but was mostly a catch and shoot guy. Um, and one of the best ever at doing that catching and shooting. So, uh, yeah, Ray Allen, um, was super clutch, great shooter. Um, uh, I thought a great defensive player. So and he moved without the ball well um and
0: yeah, so that was him. And I just want to say for Ray Allen too the bad rap that he got leaving the Boston Celtics to go and join the Miami Heat. It's it's legitimately the reason I don't like Paul Pierce. <laughs> like like Ray Allen was speculated to be traded by the Boston Celtics, and then he's like, you know what? Screw you guys! I'm just gonna leave and go play somewhere else. Goes somewhere else and wins another NBA championship. He now has more NBA championships than what Rondo, I guess, got a second one, but more than Kevin Garnett and more than Paul Pierce. And I thought that was just kind of weird. Like if a if a if a team isn't gonna show you loyalty, what? Why do you have to show loyalty back to them? Like, hey, Paul Pierce, how about you go get mad at Danny Ainge? Yeah, a little weenie. Anyways, I know you know my this taste for Paul Pierce. I just wanted to bring it up again today today's yeah. podcast. One of my least favorite players, one of my least favorite talked about players of all time. I hated that I included him in my list because I think he's just a dumb person. Like he thinks he's better than LeBron James. He likes it has like that beef with him or whatever. I'm like, dude, yeah, your Jets, Paul.
1: He Paul Pierce has been uh you know. He, he, Paul Pierce was a great player, but he thinks more of his career than
0: you know. anyone else does. <laughs> yeah. So that's all. My, uh, my number 29, right? We're at 29 is another true point guard, Steve Nash. Because I am white, this is who I was compared to the most frequently. During my high school days, because Steve Nash, during my high school days, won a couple of MVPs, was kind of was not kind of, was the best point guard during that time. Uh, for crazy assist numbers, great at scoring, just found people in the right spot and is literally embellishment away, in my opinion, from winning an NBA championship. If he doesn't take that Robert Ory shove the way that he does, I think the Suns win that series. They go on to play, I believe... The crappy Cleveland Cleveland Cavaliers in 2008 or 7, I want to say, and they win the NBA championship. But unfortunately, he overreacted. A bunch of Suns players get suspended, and that is not the case. So the only thing missing from Steve Nash's resume is that championship. Everything else looks pretty solid, in my opinion.
1: Cool. So, and I love Steve Nash, too, and... Steve Nash was a great player quick could really pass the ball uh could handle the ball one of the best shooters ever um and was part of the 50 40 90 club four times he's the only player to ever do it uh four times so uh
0: Steve Nash was incredible yeah Steve Steph Curry needs to start Modeling his game a little bit more after Steve Nash, uh, because he's done it a a few times, the 50-40-90 club, but he's just been doing a little bit worse recently. My, uh, My number 28, I never was able to play. It's more out of respect for what he meant to the NBA. John Havlicek, Hondo, at number 28 for me. I honestly, I could pretend to say a bunch of stuff about him, but... He won a finals MVP. He was on those Celtics teams that won an incredible number of championships. All-star, first team, second team, blah, 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 blah. I think he needs to be mentioned as one of the greatest of all time. Maybe I should have had him a little bit higher. I honestly don't know because I didn't watch him. And that's on me, not on John Havlicek.
1: <laughs> well, um, you know, you also, it took a while for you to be born, you know,
0: yeah, I know. Like, come on, Monty and Peggy, get to it. <laughs> who's your uh, Who's your number twenty eight?
1: uh my twenty eight is Gary Payton. We Gary okay. Payton was one of the best, arguably the best, but one of the best defensive guards ever. Um, defended Michael Jordan really well. Um, and like when Jordan was in his prime and everything, Gary Payton was in his prime. That's another
0: one of those sliding doors moments too, because I believe it was the first two games of that series. He wasn't on, uh, MJ and then eventually they did switch him over. I still think the bulls would have won, but to your point. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Who knows? Who knows? but uh, Gary Payton defended Michael Jordan very well. And and Jordan did not shoot well any of the times that uh, Gary Payton defended him in the finals. So,
0: No, he did not.
1: Gary Payton was called the glove for a reason, and it was because he was a freaking incredible defensive player.
0: I think it's like a good... Litmus test If there is a for anyone who plays NBA 2K, it's a good litmus test to understand that. Like in NBA 2K, they have these things called badges, and they're named something. If you get a badge that's named after your nickname, which there is, there's the glove badge in NBA 2K, I think that's a good sign of how great you were as a player.
1: Yeah. I'd have to agree with that.
0: Um, because I, someone who wasn't necessarily included on my list, but I think... No, he was Agent Zero. Never mind. There's a there's something called Agent Three. Anyway, forget I even brought it up. But yeah, Gary Payton is phenomenal. I've played with him in 2K, and I love it. It's, it's a blast. Yeah. Who's your number 27?
1: My 27 is Kevin McHale.
0: Okay. Okay. So Gary Payton, I had it 31 and then Kevin McHale, I had it 33. Nice. Good, good grouping by, uh, by Stephen and I.
1: Yeah. So Kevin McHale had some of the best footwork of any player ever. Um, uh, one of the best, uh, power forwards ever. Um, and uh, could face up and shoot the jumper uh really well um uh you know could play with his back to the basket, could defend, could rebound um could really really score the ball though particularly uh he could really score the ball in the in the uh, low post um, So, yeah, Kevin McHale was incredible and helped the Celtics win three championships in the 80s.
0: I also, uh, he's someone that I've been watching a lot more, like, on tape, looking at his stats. He was really good. Like, I always used to think it was just, like, the other white guy that was on the team. But he was, and he has, like, that white guy body, you know, like, the, the shoulders that are broad with no muscle. And like they just kind of look awkward. Like it's like they it's like their shoulders are just like a, a perfectly straight line, <laughs> and he was yeah. but he was great, he was like everything that I've seen is just like pretty fundamental in the way that he played his game. I, I wouldn't go as close as saying like he had a Tim Duncan-esque game, but around there, like he played very intelligently and was pretty much a team yeah. player. I know there were some spats between him and Bird on occasion, but
1: and Charles Charles Barkley has said uh, more than once that Kevin McHale was the toughest player he ever had to
0: defend. I believe it. I believe it. My anything else that you want to say about Kevin McHale?
1: Uh, I I like his attitude. Uh, one time I was watching uh, the coach's edition of, uh, of open court, the show open court. And he had all these coaches on there talking and Kevin McHale was on, on the show. And, uh, he was talking about Draymond green and he, he just, you know, and just, just for fun, you know, he, uh, he told him he couldn't grow enough to guard him. He told uh, during my dream, <laughs> He said, "Young fella, young fella, you couldn't grow enough to guard me." And I was like, "You know, it's probably true." You know, have uh, you been?
0: Do you watch? Uh, like, um, I I've become been becoming less and less impressed with like people of the past, <laughs> like. It's one of those like it's one of those things I think they would have they would have figured out a way to play in today's age and they would have evolved somehow, but the way that they played back in the day, they if, they if they if they if they just took their abilities right now and transitioned to today, they wouldn't be good. I'm not saying that they couldn't figure out a way to get better, but if their peak is whatever they were playing like in the 70s, 80s or whatever it was, they'd get absolutely dominated. I watch like people are really bad at defense, like physicality was like. Flagrant foul. Not, like even back then, like whenever you watch, whenever you watch videos, it's like, oh, watch Bill Lambier. I was like, what? Watch Bill Lambier be an asshole? Okay. Like it, it wasn't like he was really great at defense.
1: <laughs> like I've never understood Well, there were players that I think could definitely play today. Their game would definitely friends, like Larry Bird, Michael Jordan, Dominic Wilkins.
0: Um Dominic Wilkins, I think, is the best. Like the, I think he would be better now than he was back then. I, I might agree with you. He,
1: Dominic Wilkins, uh, would do really well if he played right now in his prime. Um, but I believe that of Larry Bird, I believe that of Michael Jordan, I believe that of Magic Johnson. So I believe that of most of the great ones in general
0: so to me too um it's just i don't know been thinking about it a lot why yeah. i don't know but i have been
1: uh <laughs> I, I just can't help but watching somebody like jerry west you know i can't help but think he could play because he oh. was so incredible
0: 100 um let's see i think i'm up next right yeah My number 27 is another white dude who hails not from the United States of America, but from Germany. Dirk Nowitzki at spot 27. He finally got his championship that he so needed to move up this list. It was just what I consider to be one of the more influential, similar to like Steve Nash, or really Mike D'Antoni, to the way that we play basketball now. You have to be able to shoot. If you can't shoot, you better be really, 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 really good at rim running If you're not, you're not going to make it in the league because you're going to be defending against people like Dirk Nowitzki who is seven foot, making threes and uh, I I can't speak more highly of this guy. Sorry. No, go ahead.
1: Pretty much if you're big in today's league, you have to be able to shoot pretty much Um, or you're not going to last very long, I think. 100% dude. Like one. 100%. 100%. So, 26?
0: Oh, 26. Yeah. Sorry, Dirk. We're not going to talk a ton about you. Um, Would you Have you had Dirk yet? Or is he higher up on your list? Anyways, um, number 26 is,
1: some-
0: is somebody that I've already mentioned uh, in, on today's, but just in passing. Struggled to put him here. I think more than anything, it was his Willingness to just dominate and do everything he could to win is why I'm putting him here. He didn't end up winning a championship. Never won an, uh, a a Finals MVP, which doesn't necessarily mean that you you don't have to win a Finals MVP to get onto like this part of the list. But Kevin Garnett is who I have at 26, and, and like there's I hate that he beat the Lakers, but he is probably one of my more favorite players from that team. Uh, great at defense great scorer he kind of modernized how the big man needs to play as well it's kind of fitting that he's back to back with dirk nowitzki they both played during the same era and kind of made he could shoot he couldn't shoot threes but he could shoot mid-range shots pretty decently for for a big man and then his defense was terrifying yeah
1: so um so we're on 26 Yep. So I have Dwight Howard.
0: Hmm. I think I have a problem with that. <laughs> but it is your list as we as we've said over and over, but uh man. Yeah. Go. Three, so, so, t- tell me why.
1: 3 times defensive player of the year and i uh, like he owned that award for a few years and um led the league in rebounds five times um he was just a beast on defense and on the glass uh and then uh you know he could catch lobs and uh you know dunk the ball and all that. So he was incredible.
0: Yeah. Like just to add a little bit of dissent in this conversation today, the only reason, and I had him at spot 57. So I do want to recognize his greatness. I feel like as I was getting higher and higher into the list, there had to be like sustained greatness. And I feel like Dwight Howard was five years and maybe that's that five, that five time rebound. And then like, irrelevant after that essentially when he became a Laker his career ended now part of that is because the NBA changed going back to like you better be amazing at defense he had some injuries and things like that but my struggle with Dwight Howard is just what did what did he what did you do like what like like uh, he's one of those people that I think people aren't going to even think about 20 30 years from now
1: defensive player of the year no
0: I know I know but like the sustaining power of Dwight Howard is going to diminish with each year that comes. And in 20 to 30 years from now, no one is even going to be thinking about him. But no, I get your, I do get your points though. You get your points. He did win an NBA championship with the Lakers. So there's that.
1: When he was way past prime, but yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, Well, who do you got next at spot 25?
1: Pau Gasol.
0: Ooh, I do love Pau. All right, I
1: got Pau Gasol. Pau Gasol is one of the most skilled big men that ever played the game. Great footwork, great size, height, you know, length, seven feet tall, long. Uh, uh, I like that he played tall. He played big and tall, you know. I love players that they play to their strength and Powell's strength was definitely his height. So, you know, I I love that that he played to his strength. Uh and he could shoot the ball. Uh um for for a lot of his career, he was mostly a mid-range shooter, but later on he became he he got three point range he actually became one of the most accurate three point shooters in the league at one point um and he won two championships with the lakers made it to three finals with them uh with kobe, kobe bryant's lakers uh post shaquille o'neal um and he was incredible Powell was incredible. So, and and he crushed the myth that uh, players from overseas are soft.
0: No, he so. crushed the myth that Kobe Bryant could like somebody. <laughs> I think the only player that Kobe Bryant ever liked <laughs> that he played with <laughs> or remained friends with.
1: Oh, I was going to say, Kobe did like Powell, yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, I can't disagree. I think he's a little high on your list, but I can't disagree with him not being like, he's got to be included on the list somewhere. So like we've discussed uh, placing people is hard, but he's, he's great. Uh, Another Laker great that I have, uh, spot 25, Jerry West, the logo himself, finally making an appearance. The only player to ever win an MVP, a finals MVP on the losing team, which I think is kind of sad, but cool in a way. Uh, but what's really cool is he's, he's the logo. Like how how awesome is that? I think it's a poor representation of the NBA, if I'm being honest. But how good for Jerry West? Yeah, uh, I think it, it's a great representation of the NBA. A white player is a great representation of the NBA.
1: Well, I'm just saying he was he was a really great player, and he made it to eight finals.
0: Man, and I I think uh oh, we only have ten more minutes. Only got 10 more minutes. Um, I think the the hard part with it too is uh what was I gonna say? Oh, like I'm kind of including like how great of a an executive he was. Like he's been instrumental in creating really successful teams his entire career. He did it for the Lakers with Kobe and Shaq. Uh, he got Kobe, he got Shaq. He did it with the Memphis Grizzlies, he did it with the Warriors, he did it with the Clippers. Like, teams where he goes and, like, helps them out, they become great. They don't always end up winning championships, but he knows basketball, and he knows basketball players. So, Jerry West coming in at number 25 for me.
1: Yeah. Number 24 for me is uh, Kevin Garnett. Hey! Um, I think Kevin Garnett is one of the most skilled uh, bigs ever. Um, uh, definitely one of the best power forwards ever. Um, and, uh, uh, great posting up Can face up, shoot the ball, can rebound can play defense. Uh, wasn't really a three point shooter, more of a mid range shooter, but a great defensive player, a lot of intensity when he played. Real intense player, high energy. So that's Kevin Garnett. Yeah,
0: I love him. Uh, number twenty-four for me, David Robinson, the Admiral. I was going to say the General, and then I remembered his nickname is, in fact, the Admiral. Uh, I, I honestly think Tim Duncan saved how we remember David Robinson. David Robinson is great. Beautiful shoulders, as we as, as we've already discussed ad nauseum on this podcast. MVP, he has all of the metrics that you want to hit to be considered an all-time great. Didn't really rock the boat, but once again, I don't think we remember David Robinson if he doesn't get Tim Duncan to help win him two NBA championships. I'm not entirely sure David Robinson would be this high on my list either without those two championships, but an undoubtedly great talent who is great at blocking the basketball and scoring. So uh, David Robinson for me at number 24.
1: All right, so uh, for me, I have at twenty three. I have Pistol Pete Maravich. Ooh. We've talked about this guy before. Great passer, great ball handler. Did some things with the ball that were just incredible. Um, uh, never managed to win a win a championship. Never won a. a playoff series in his prime but was just an incredible very talented player um uh averaged 44 points a game I believe uh in in his for his collegiate career uh but Pistol Pete Mavis was incredible
0: man yeah he and, was my number 76 uh I think he's a little bit high but is like in terms of, like, impact, I watch his videos, you know, yeah. so I, I it's hard for me to argue against the lasting impact that he's had, even though, this I mean, don't take this the wrong way, Steven, because I know that you will, even though, like, at, for his career, just his basketball career, he was a loser, and what I mean by a loser is, like, didn't really make the playoffs, you just stated, he only won a playoff series, Uh, but undoubtedly... I think everybody did his ball handling skill videos (laughs) that, that that is at least in my generation. Mm -hmm. Uh, Number 23 for me, not going to spend too much time on this guy. I think he's a little high on my list. If I'm being honest, Um, he got his NBA championship playing for the Dallas Mavericks in 2011. Jason Kidd, another one of those true point guards. I think there's a lot of true point guards on my list intentionally. And they're a little bit, inflated and a little bit too high because of how much I value that position in terms of the impact that you can have on the game. But Jason Kidd, wonderful career, capped it off uh, with that championship. He's been a suspect coach. He had his abuse issues that he went through, but a talent rookie of the year. He's been solid for his entire career and now is having some success as a basketball coach.
1: Mm hmm. So you want me to do 22?
0: Yeah. All
1: right, my 22 is Dirk Nowitzki.
0: Mm.
1: All right. Dirk Nowitzki um was one one of the first guys his size that could shoot as well as he could. Um Dirk was a guy at 7 foot back in the early 2000s that could shoot the ball like a guard you know uh Dirk could really shoot the ball um and later on he developed a, a fadeaway jump shot that what, that it where he would stick his leg out when he did it and it was impossible to guard so and he made it almost every single time. Uh, it was a big reason why Dallas won the 2011 uh, championship.
0: 100. Yeah, like he, Dirk, like that's Dirk was that that's like one of the few teams where there's only one All Star on the team.
1: Yeah, Dirk was incredible. He had Jason Kidd on that team, but Jason Kidd was past his prime by then. And Dirk, I thought it was just incredible the load that Dirk carried on that team.
0: Yeah. Well, my twenty-one and twenty-two are grouped together intentionally because I think they are the only ones whose careers are one hundred percent intertwined with one another. Can you guess with me saying that? I'm curious. They're the only two players I think on this entire list where it's like, "Yep, they should be right next to one another." Because without one, you don't have the other. Magic and Bird. Oh my gosh, that's a good. That's good, but it's not who it is. Sorry, they're, they were. They, they also played on the same team. I don't know. Stockton to Malone. John Stockton oh. at spot twenty-one and Carl Malone at spot twenty-two. The reason I have Stockton a little bit ahead of Carl Malone is because though John Stockton is a COVID denier, Carl Malone did f- sleep with a child. Uh <laughs> no, uh I, I think uh basketball-wise, great, beautiful shoulders, once again, not the greatest guy in the world. And then John Stockton, a little bit uh a little bit better of a person. Um, I'm just saying
1: we don't have to b- bring that up,
0: no, well, I mean, I like bringing it up just from like if you do something that is egregious, like it's it has to be remembered like you have like you can't use your one thing that you're really, really good at to just get out of doing bad things. um, but Carl Ballone, great player. Lots and lots of de- dealerships here in the state of Utah, so I see him all the time. And then John Stockton, once again, that true point guard, being able to get the assist, the assist and steals leader of all time in the NBA, just to demonstrate great at offense, great at defense, p- perhaps one of the best, if not the best two-way point guard in the history of the game, even though I have some other YB. point guards that are ahead of him. But he was great at it all. And guess what? He was like six foot Something, uh, something to hang your cap on there. Uh, if if I would have grown up in the '90s instead of being called Steve Nash, I probably would have been referred to as John Stockton. So, kudos to the to those two.
1: <laughs> yeah. So, <clears throat> my next player I have is well, CP3.
0: Okey
1: dokey so uh chris paul is incredible um he uh he played a lot like john stockton did he plays a lot like john stockton did where he like runs the show and knows exactly what's going on on both ends of the floor he's one of the best mid-range jump shooters in the nba um one of the best passers that ever played in the NBA. Great ball handler, great defensively, always sees everything that's going on. Um uh so that's Chris Paul. He's hey. a, he's the ultimate floor general.
0: Awesome. Well, we have less than 30 seconds now, Stephen. Anything else that you want to say? Are we done? Well, I only have 30 seconds left on this recording. <laughs>
1: What's uh number
0: are we on? Uh we just finished. Okay. Then, and then, we're then we have Then the next time that we have something that we want to talk about, we hope you give it a listen.